Welcome back to the Soul Inspiring Business Podcast. Today, I interview Heather Dominic, founder of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. So often when we think of entrepreneurship and business leadership, we think of, at least I do sometimes, a lot of hustle, a lot of grind, um, a very driven entrepreneur, but we don't necessarily always think about entrepreneurship and being highly sensitive or being highly empathetic. And so Heather herself, a highly sensitive person, has gone on to be a highly functioning leader and luminary in her field. But she also, at some points, struggled with the highly sensitive nature that she, sensitive person that she is, and how she could really translate that and use those skills to become a very effective leader. And so she is just the kind of shining light that we absolutely adore having on this podcast. I'm thrilled to be in conversation with her today as we really understand what does it mean to be highly sensitive and what does it look like to have the courage to follow through on what your soul purposes manifestation means to you. So please join us for this exciting conversation with Heather, and it all starts now. I'm Kara, and welcome to Soul Inspiring Business. I believe that all of us possess unique gifts and talents that allow us to serve the world and our own growth in the highest possible way. Our lives are an expression of our thoughts, beliefs, and actions. And here, we will explore businesses, thought leaders, and topics designed to inspire, helping propel your own growth so you can live your best and most purposeful life. Welcome to Soul Inspiring Business. Welcome, Heather. We're excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Yes. Well, and as I had just mentioned, you are the founder of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. And, um, I really, you know, that really kind of spoke to me, um, because I think often in the entrepreneurial world, and I do think it's changing and shifting, but there is a mentality that, you know, that like work hard, play hard, you have to put in all the hours. And there's also a lot of um, competition around that. Um, and so the idea that you can be highly sensitive, intuitive, and also very highly successful is, uh, is a great, um, I think movement and message for others to hear. So I was really excited to have the opportunity to talk with you today. And I guess just to get started, you know, what would you, how would you describe the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement? Yes, what a beautiful start and great question. So I think probably first is just to speak to the phrase of what it means to be highly sensitive uh, for anyone who's listening and they're kind of hearing those words for the first time or maybe making some understandable assumptions about what that might mean. So the term highly sensitive is not a term coined by me. Um, it's a term that comes out of psychological research that primarily started in the mid-1990s. There's definitely an entire field of research. There is one researcher who tends to be most 
known for her work when it comes to highly sensitives, and that is Dr. Elaine Aaron. She's most known because she wrote the book, The Highly Sensitive Person. So in short, what it means to be highly sensitive is that your nervous system is physiologically and biologically wired to take in stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who's not highly sensitive. And that stimulation can be anything from sight, sound, smell, but also information, energy. So what's really valuable to highlight about that definition is biological and physiological, Mm -hmm. and that it is stimulation Based. So in short, it really makes a difference when you're highly sensitive in regards to how you process intake and then therefore process your experience with the world. And that leads to all different types of behavior influences. And where my work comes in is what does it, what does, what happens when a person who's highly sensitive is called to be self-employed and how to manage that realm of self-employment while also really being able to operate optimally with the understanding that the nervous system is wired differently. So that's in short. And then the whole movement part, we can talk about more. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I'm curious because I was reading, you know, some background about, about your story and how you kind of came to guided to this work really. Mm -hmm. And then determined that you were also classified, I guess, as a highly sensitive person. And so what kind of, is it, is it a test? Is there like, how do you know if you fit the the bill, so so to speak for that? Absolutely. So Dr. Aaron has created a um, very accessible assessment and Mm -hmm. that's often a place where most people start. Um, I've built off of Dr. Aaron's assessment in application to, again, what it means to be self-employed and in the entrepreneurial world. But that assessment is really a valuable place to start. And when I was having the experience myself of learning that I was highly sensitive, that was absolutely one of the tools um, that came, you know, into my experience and helped me begin to clarify, wow, oh, this really makes so much sense of why there's so much that feels difficult or or challenging or, you know, a real sense of struggle in areas where it seems like other people aren't having those experiences. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you would, if this was accurate or not, but I read somewhere that 20% of people are classified in this realm, right? Like, so it, it's a smaller percentage of the population, but for that population, they could feel really alone and feeling like, gosh, because if you've got 80% of people that are operating at a different level than you, or not a different level, but uh, have a a different biological makeup than you, um, then it could probably feel like there's a little bit of of, um, like trying to keep up, but like, that's not how you were designed to be, right? So beautiful point to highlight. Absolutely. And that is the research that there's 20% of us who are born into the world highly sensitive. So one of the things that I tend to highlight is 
well, then that means that the majority of the world is designed for what I like to refer to as the other 80%, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Or the 80 percenters. Um, And that does have an effect. And I think you just said it beautifully, which is unconsciously, as a person who's highly sensitive, especially if you don't know that you're highly sensitive, it can really start to feel like there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And in truth, there's nothing wrong with you. There's just a different experience that's happening in regards to the way that your nervous system processes. Hmm. And what would be some of the kind of signs of that, that are kind of in that assessment that you learn about yourself? Right. So the very basics start with more of the sensory experience, right? So again, back to sights, sounds, smells. So a person who's highly sensitive, I always like to give the example of going into a busy bustling restaurant. So most of the people who are of the other 80% are going to go into a busy bustling restaurant and most likely have a really enjoyable experience. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. There's like so much happening here. And this is a really popular place to be. And there's all of this excitement. And the person who's highly sensitive is going to walk into that same environment and they're going to feel most likely a flooding of their nervous system. Mm. There's going to be the experience of the environment registering as too loud, which then makes it difficult to have a conversation, not just because you can't hear the other person, but literally to try to like go through the layer of understanding and then therefore being able to process what somebody else is saying. And the experience overall most likely will not be enjoyable or exciting, but most likely the highly sensitive person will leave that super popular, busy, bustling restaurant feeling like they've just run a marathon and like they have to recover, (laughs) Um, right? So then if you take that busy, bustling, exciting restaurant and you put it as a quote unquote lunch break in the middle of an already very busy day and you're leaving lunch feeling like you've just run a marathon and you still have to go back to work. That's extremely exhausting and absolutely robbing of an ability to be one's like most productive self, right? Yeah. Um, And then you add on top of that, the layer, the socialized layer of like, this is what you do. This is what you need to do in order to be able to be accepted or make connections or be with the right people in the right place. And then, you know, it just compounds of all of the quote unquote things to work through in order to be able to manage something as simple as lunch. Wow. No, that's, that's a brilliant uh, representation to help people kind of more clearly understand what that means. And, you know, it's interesting. I was just having a conversation with my coach the other day and we were talking about like how there's so many kind of shiny objects out there of how to do business. Right. And so like leaning into soul and kind of understanding, like, just because one thing's right for somebody doesn't mean it's right for you. And so, you know, this is kind of, I think a layer of that and that you're getting a tool to understand yourself better so that you can be, again, kind of your most exalted 
self in your business. And it doesn't have to be one size fits all. It can be an expression of you in the world, you know, versus, you know, and so that's when it's kind of more, more powerful. I would say it really needs to be right. And not only that it can be, um, an expression of yourself, but especially, you know, where we're all headed collectively as a global society, especially as a result of the global pandemic and these exceptional times is, that your work or your business is meant to be that expression um, individually. And so especially for a person who's highly sensitive, there literally is an opportunity, right? There's an opening to change the story, to change the past pattern of, wow, I don't fit in to the way that business has been done or what needs to be done in order to be successful in business. But there is an opportunity again to create that individualized way of how am I meant to be of service while also being able to provide for myself and not just the definition of financially provide for myself, but just what it is that I need. Again, what is that? Is it that I need physically? What is it that I need biologically, emotionally to be able to operate optimally? And I think that's a really, really important uh, phrase to highlight because so often the work that's done around what is needed for support for those of us who are highly sensitive tends to, to yield on the side of soothing, right? Like just what needs to happen so that you can soothe and get by. And that is so much of where the work that I do differentiates because those who are called to be highly sensitive entrepreneurs are really called to learn how to be able to work with their nervous system so that it really plays to their highly sensitive strengths versus just, again, that soothing only enough to be able to get by. We really need to be able to shift from coping into creating. Mm. I was like covered in goosebumps while you were talking, because I I think that out of this, uh, these interesting times, let's just say, I think there's been beautiful gifts that have been given to us. And I think some of the conversations that we're having now, even about soul and, um, you know, expressions of ourself and our business and, co-creating like there are not things that were talked about even just five years ago as much as they are today and so I think all of that you know when we look at the light that has come from it I think that's been a way an awakening for many people of do I really want to be in the job that I'm in now and what more can I be doing to create big impact in the world and um and as you mentioned, you know, of course, provide abundance for yourself, but provide abundance for others too, you know? So, yes. um, so what a gift just kind of, if we take a, a step back, I'd love to kind of understand how you are really called to this work. And then I, you know, we can get into some of how, what steps you're taking with your clients and things like that. But I'd love to just, again, kind of understand what brought you to this? Cause I believe I read that you were a teacher. Is that right? So you've always been a teacher that's at heart, right. um, yeah. but you used to teach kids. Um, that's exactly that's right. right. 
Yes. And drama. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I so appreciate that you did your research. <laughs> um, so absolutely. My life purpose is to teach. That is no question. Um, starting with like literally one of my earliest memories is being in nursery school. And for fun, I'm like bringing the other kids together and setting up class. <laughs> and that's like, I was under five. Right? Oh, I love that. <laughs> so um, for Your sure. Your gift the was work... very clear from very early on. <laughs> it really was. Um, and so for sure, the work that I do now absolutely uh, still is that of a teacher. Um, it's just been within this unique form of the ways that my self-employed journey has unfolded over the last 20, almost 20 years. And yes, before that, I was also a classroom high school teacher, um, teaching drama and English for eight years. Um, so, but what brought me to understand that I was highly sensitive, I had been self-employed probably for about, I think, six, seven years. And um, I, had experienced what many would consider solid financial success and had brought my business across the seven figure mark for the first time. Mm -hmm. And, um, I always say, you know, I'd love to say that it was like this amazing experience and the world changed. And I, you know, only saw rainbows and unicorns from that point on and fairies did my dishes and everything was amazing. <laughs> that is not what happened at all. Um, it was literally the exact opposite. Um, I had really pushed myself to the brink in order to achieve that success and found myself massively overwhelmed, overworked, um, over exhausted. And in hindsight can absolutely say that it drove me into a dark night of the soul. Mm -hmm. I really started just questioning everything, um, questioning everything about the industry that I was in, questioning everything about being self-employed, uh, questioning if the, I was going to be able to continue to do this. And if I didn't continue to do this, and what is it that I meant to do? Because though I know that teaching is my purpose, I knew that I was not meant to go back to the traditional classroom. Mm -hmm. So it was all of that self inquiry that led me to get connected with Dr. Aaron and mm -hmm. through that connection to learn what it meant to be highly sensitive. And when I learned what it meant, I had never even heard that phrase at that right. time. Right. Um, so not only did I not know what it mean, I had I just hadn't had any connection to it. And when I first heard it, in all honesty, I was like, oh, this sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I be the 80%? <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want that at all. Right. <laughs> um, oh, great. One more thing. Um, right. Yet, the more that I learned, the more that I came to understand, first of all, like, not only was I highly sensitive, but I'm like extremely highly sensitive. And more importantly, it started to show me the pieces of the puzzle coming together. And as I mentioned earlier, I was like, oh, oh, this is why that this whole process of being self-employed and all the ways that these people are training and teaching about how you're meant to go about marketing and selling. This is why it always feels off 
to me. Mm-hmm. And I think probably because I am a teacher and I have been creating tools and um, approaches to breaking down complex information mm-hmm. in order to be able to present it to others in a way that's doable, that I've been doing that for so long and had been doing that already for a significant amount of time at that point when I discovered I was highly sensitive, that's the way I started to look at everything. So I started to just look at everything that I was doing marketing, selling, operations, and beginning to look at, okay, how can I reach the end result that I'm looking for, but go about it in a different way and in a way that will be more accessible to the way that supposedly my nervous system processes because of this thing that I've just learned that I am highly sensitive. Sure. So that was really the beginning. And then from there, I've always been a believer that your ideal client is a version of you to some degree. And so as I dove into making these changes for myself, I started checking in with the clients that I was serving and every single one of them came back highly sensitive. And that really showed me, okay, this is, this is something that really needs attention. And that was really the beginning of the movement. Wow. Wow. Well, and thanks for being vulnerable. Cause you know, I think sometimes we, we look at people that have had a lot of success or perceived success from what we see online, you know, but often, I mean, as you mentioned, you hit seven figures, but yet you've been chasing something so long. Right. So it, it doesn't, uh, people imagine, well, of course you must've been like out of your mind, like so happy all that, you know, but to hear that it was actually one of the darkest times for you too, you know, is, is it's like, they don't seem to compute, you know, and yet mm-hmm. it is. So and I how- think that really goes back to how it's meant to be different for everyone. Right. Yeah. And especially at that time, um, you know, so again, this was, you know, over 10 years ago, everything that was that you were seeing online, everything that was in the internet and info marketing world was all of that drive for the numbers, the numbers, the numbers. And that's only one part of it. Yeah. And, you know, Also, what I've come to really understand for myself and definitely for those that I mentor is that everyone's version of business and life success truly is meant to look differently. Mm -hmm. And not everyone is meant to be a seven figure or more business owner. And more importantly, that doesn't mean that you're better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially if having a higher income level business is a mismatch for you, then that actually is the opposite of success. Mm-hmm. And that's working against the experience that you're here to have. And I know that so much of the work that you do focuses on soul. And if we're really looking at like what that means, that means really understanding what is it that your soul experience is meant to be here. So, you know, I have 
you know, so many members of the Business Miracles community who are in all different types of fields, who are in all different parts of the world and have all different models of business. We have high seven figure business owners and we have some business owners who are really happy at a four figure level. That's where they're meant to be. So where is the soul fulfillment? And do you have the courage to actually follow through on what that manifestation is meant to look like for you? That's that's the real key. And again, especially for those of us who are highly sensitive, mm-hmm. um, to continue to chase that end result and the end result of what would satisfy an 80 percenter mm-hmm. that's that's a race you're never going to win yeah and how how much of your life do you want to pay in order to run that consistent marathon yeah well and i've also done some work too with you know because money also kind of carries an energy right and so we're in some ways in the quantum like you know in the in the field, like a million dollars to somebody could be 50,000 to another. Like there's no better, worse. It's, it's what are, what is your soul desire? What's your soul calling? And so how do you, I, I find that a lot of people that I talk to sometimes have trouble identifying what it really is that their soul is calling them to do or, or finding the soul desire, right? Because it's not something that's learned typically. It's not something we're taught growing up. It's really tapping into intuition and becoming still and and understanding what that looks like for you. So do you have any, it sounds like that's one of the things that you probably start doing with your clients when, when they're called to work with you. So what, is there a process that you found for people to maybe follow or think through if they're trying to figure out what do I want? Like, what is that my soul's desire? Absolutely. It is the consistent thread through everything um, that I mentor and that we teach and coach on in the highly sensitive leadership training programs, because for those of us who are highly sensitive, most of us have spent the majority of our life trying to deny who we actually are. Right. Again, it goes back to that feeling like you're the misfit, feeling like there's something wrong with you and equating being different with being wrong when being different is just being different. So there is a process and we have seven tracks of curriculum in the highly sensitive leadership training programs. And every track begins with the orientation trainings. Mm. And the orientation trainings have nothing to do with orienting to the program. It has everything to do with orienting to yourself, Mm. learning how to work with yourself as a person who's highly sensitive and work with yourself as a person who's highly sensitive from a position of strength versus weakness and versus shadow. And that really is the beginning for every member in that process of learning how to work with yourself as a person who's highly sensitive that then begins that process of beginning to know oneself. Mm -hmm. And then I teach tools that support that process, an ongoing process of inquiry, 
similar to what I described was my own experience when I was in that dark night of the soul, so that you can be consistently not only learning to know oneself better, but to really stay in touch and in tune with who you are, what you want as you continue to evolve. And then, of course, as part of that, also tools and teachings and trainings to support with that consistent development of self-courage or courage of conviction and ability to be resilient in spite of, in spite of those around you who might not be highly sensitive in spite of ongoing life experiences, losses, pain, difficulty, challenges, in spite of being called to build something that looks different than others, right? That's a a consistent muscle to be strengthened. And so, you know, like I said, it's the thread through everything. And it could sound as as somebody is listening, like, oh my God, that sounds so hard. (laughs) Um, But we intentionally design it. So one, it is digestible and doable. But also what I want to highlight is that the process is so rewarding. And if there's one thing that I hear as a consistent piece of feedback all the time, it's this has been the missing piece. So the business that couldn't quite get to where a person wanted to get it to, they're able to get it there. The relationships that always felt like they were hampering or challenging suddenly start to smooth out. Babies, pregnancies happen when people were told they couldn't get pregnant. Babies are born. Marriages are happening. You know, that's just how then all the pieces of work and life start to come together because if you're working against who you truly are, everything else is going to be more challenging and difficult. That's it's, it's just kind of, you know, a simple one plus one formula at the end of the day. Yeah. Because we're, it's all the whole, right? Like all the pieces affect the whole overall. So if one piece is off, it, it's a domino effect, you know, especially for those of us who are highly sensitive, I say all the time, it's a holistic experience. Like we don't compartmentalize. That's just not something we're wired to do as highly sensitives. If you literally think of your nervous system as that antenna of intake, right? It's very, very challenging to be like, oh, I'm only going to intake in one area, but not in another. Mm-hmm. It tends to, it's like, it's, it's an open gate, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it is that holistic experience. And then it's a choice of, is it going to be a shadow holistic experience where I constantly feel like the world is an onslaught, or is it going to be a strength holistic experience where I have agency to make choice? Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious for your own kind of practice. Do you have any practices that you do that are really, whether it's like meditation or a form of meditation that you find really helps? I know you mentioned that it's not about coping, right? It's, it's not that, but I do think that there are ways that we can kind of 
tune in more. And I'm always curious to know because everybody has a different process. So what does that look like for you? Yeah, I would say it's imperative, especially for those of us who are highly sensitive. So there just isn't anything that I teach that I either haven't used or am not currently using myself. So energy management um, is really the way that I reference those foundational tools that are truly the foundation of developing core practice as a person who's highly sensitive, who does desire that experience of empowerment and especially empowerment through self-employment. So the way that I teach energy management is really um, about being able to get kinesthetic with a process. So it's really about bringing pen to paper, typically, uh, though I very much am a you know supporter and believer and also a practicer of uh, techniques such as meditation, sound baths salt baths, scrubbing, <laughs> uh, all of it. I, I'll do it all. Yet um, energy management tools are specifically, again, about bringing pen to paper and specifically about shifting thought patterns. Mm-hmm. So I start every single day with using one of those tools. Currently, um, I use the tool of auto writing, which definitely was not developed by me. Um, and we had a full community experience of auto writing in the middle of 2021. And while teaching that full community experience, I personally received the guidance to commit to 100 days. So um, that has been my practice and I'm coming to the end of those 100 days. And then recently through that practice, received the guidance of um, shifting that 100 days to a thousand days. So I bought a lot of journals <laughs> um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to follow through. So that's one of, one of the primary pieces of how I start my day. Very cool. And, and when you talk about auto writing, um, because many, many years ago I did the artist's way. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's like where they say, okay. And it's been a long time since I've done it, probably like 15 years, 10 years ago. I don't know. Um, but it was where you just write, like you brain dump, right. You just, you don't know what you're writing. You just are supposed to write for like six pages or something like that. I think it was. Yes. And then what, like towards the end, it's like thought things start to become more clear. Like you can receive guidance that way. And it's almost like in the beginning you're, and I'm just going to summarize, but I'd love to hear your take on it. Right. But, um, since you're already a hundred days in, um, so you kind of dump everything in your mind. Like literally, if you're thinking about, I don't know, the sun's really bright, then you'd literally kind of just write whatever is coming through your mind. And then again, Mm -hmm. it starts to become more thoughtful and you start to kind of the goal of it is to dive into the intuitive part of your higher self, you could say. Um, But is that, how would you describe it? That's how I think of it. 
Yes. So similar. Um, it's a be- your description is a beautiful description of Julia Cameron's work um, from the artist's way, which she refers to as morning pages with exactly that intent to get beyond that intellectual only layer, right? Because her work is always about really being able to access that creative realm, um, which we can just take a moment to say how helpful that is for being self-employed, right? Mm-hmm. And and especially for highly sensitive, one of our strengths is that we are extremely creative. So it is about being able to like go beyond that limited intellectual only thinking into a, a wider space, um, more a, a space of creativity, of inspiration, of intuition. Auto writing is is similar, but a little bit of a shortcut that as developed over practice, that you are basically posing a question and then there's a response or an answer that's being received more from intuition or, you know, you might say soul or spirit, or, you know, we can use all different kinds of language, but the intent is the same of what you, again, beautifully described, which is to go beyond just the intellectual understanding or comprehending only and into that greater space of, again, creativity, inspiration, intuitive guidance. Yeah. And and some would call it channeling, but the term channeling, right. Can, can some, sometimes be off-putting, sometimes not, you know, but, um, but, I've used that a lot too, for just getting answers on things, you know, cause sometimes, sure. you know, yes. we're all very, we're all created to have all the answers that we need mm-hmm. when we know how to ask for them and wait for responses and, and listen and tune in. Yes. Um, yes. So, I always say it's about being able to first ask and then hear and then actually listen and then act. <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, and some, most of it for most people, there's often a breakdown, right. Between the, the ask is often there. Then it's like, well, I think I heard something. And then it's like, but I'm not going to listen to that because that's just crazy. And I'm definitely not going to act on it because there's just no way. Mm -hmm. Um, But as highly sensitives, we're very intuitive. That is absolutely one of our strengths. And, and what you just described is exactly what I teach so much so that we have as a community three days or a day every four months where I teach intuitive planning. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of like a little bit of, you know, a mind blower, right? It's just like how to plan um, for your business and overall life for four months from your intuition. And it's really been amazing, you know, to witness what's come out of that over the years. Yeah. And I think the breakdown you described too, is I see it all the time, you know, and I, myself sometimes will sit, will think I've learned how to know the voice that I hear, you know, like I've learned how to tune into that and know when it's maybe fear versus not, I mean, I'm still not great at it. We're all learning, but, um, but I'm better now than I was just a few years ago, you know? And so I think that that's the thing is sometimes, 
you know, if you ask the question and the answer you get is, oh, you need to call this person. And you're like, yes. I'm not calling that person. I haven't talked to them in blah, blah, you know, forever. Like, how could they have an answer that I need? But like, you just have to call, like trust it, right? And yes. see where it leads. And yes. so that's the breakdown is, is our mind then stops us yes. because of fear or because we're just not used to listening and to hearing answers. That's right. Yes, we haven't been taught, as you said earlier, you know, we haven't been taught in general to learn how to work with our intuition as a tool. And for those of us who are highly sensitive, we haven't been taught how to work with our entire being um, as an instrument yet. Of course, it's totally there. And I would add, and why wouldn't that be part of business? Mm, Wait, yes. why wouldn't that be part of business? Oh, because some 80 percenters over the last 20, 50, 100 years didn't include it in the MBA programs? Right, right. Time for a change. Oh, time for a change. <laughs> and, and I love how you said our entire being is an instrument because- absolutely so true, right? Mm -hmm. It's a tool meant to guide us yes. when we learn how to listen. Mm -hmm. um, well, this has been such a, a fascinating conversation. I think it's going to help so many of our uh, listeners that maybe have been feeling like they know they're really intuitive. They've always kind of been more of an empath. And so sometimes, and take on maybe so many of the experiences and sensor, you know, take on everybody else's emotions too, right? So it's hard to kind of navigate that. Uh, and I think that um, that this conversation will be really meaningful for them. So if somebody wants to learn more and, and get involved with you and learn more about what you're doing, because I think it's really fascinating work. And it, I think it's so needed in the world for people to mm -hmm. know that there is a place for highly successful business owners, whatever that version of success means for them. Um, when you maybe are just different than the other 80%, right? Mm -hmm. So yes. tell us more of how people can get in touch with you. Mm -hmm. Sure. Absolutely. So the best way is www.businessmiracles.com and you'll find all different ways to be in touch. And you'll also find a starter kit there, how coping keeps you captive and uh, beginning to understand through that starter kit, what your default coping mechanism is and uh, through uh, training and transformation assignment to begin to shift from that coping into creating and what that's meant to look like for you. And all of that's at businessmiracles.com. Mm, wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank and you. do you have any other just final thoughts for any of our listeners that are, that are feeling maybe like you were when you were, you know, back in your dark night of the soul, like, any final thoughts for those people that might be feeling a little bit um, disenchanted right now and um, that may be looking for some hope? I would say pay attention. So pay attention to how you're feeling, pay attention to how you've been guided to even listen to this podcast. 
pay attention to what does speak to you and support you and feels like it begins to pull you into that space of more hope um, and continue to follow that. So continue to listen to this podcast, continue to um, use other resources and yeah, allow yourself to be pulled, pulled forward one step at a time. Mm, great advice. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for being here and being on the Soul Inspiring Business Podcast. It's really a pleasure. So I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I've just loved this conversation today. Loved being here with you today and would love to connect with you more over on Instagram. My handle is linked to the show notes, or you can just type in at Kara Chafin Donna Frio. And I have something special for you as a free gift, my dynamic life journal. This special book has the power to really help you live a soul inspired life. Go to free gift from Easy to remember free gift from Until next time, beautiful people, sending all my love.